The following is my conversation with Professor Yan Li Kun, head of the Artificial Intelligence Institute at NYU. We discussed the key part of AI development, reinforcement learning. Lekhan is a pioneer in the field, and his work has had a profound impact on the way we think about AI. Lekhan is one of the few people who understands reinforcement learning on a deep level, and he was generous enough to share his knowledge with me. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you for listening. Presented by Marshantia Barbitz, the revolution in new computer software for the natural sciences. Lexman Artificial is the perfect tool for your research. With Lexman Artificial, you can effortlessly explore and comprehend complex scientific concepts. Lexman Artificial is easy to use and well-organized, so you can get the most out of your research. Best of all, Lexman Artificial is completely free. Visit marchantiabarbest.com now to download Lexman Artificial and start your journey to revolutionizing your research. Thank you for your support. Hello, Professor Lekun. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. No problem. I'm happy to help. I wanted to talk to you about reinforcement learning, a key part of AI development. Yeah, I think that reinforcement learning is one of the most important problems in AI. It's something that we've been working on for quite a while now, and I think it's going to be a key part of uh, AI development moving forward. Why is reinforcement learning so important? Well, reinforcement learning is really important because it allows us to learn from experience. In general, when we're interacting with the world around us, we learn by doing we learn by trying different things and seeing uh, how they work out. But oftentimes we don't have enough information to know what to try. With reinforcement learning, we can use feedback from the environment to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Then we can gradually adapt our behavior accordingly. That sounds extremely powerful. Yeah, I think it is. It allows us to learn on a very granular level. We can actually figure out exactly which inputs are causing which outputs, and that's really important for artificial intelligence applications. applications. How does reinforcement learning work? So typically in reinforcement learning, we have some sort of agent. In our case, it's usually a machine and we give it some tasks to perform. The agent usually has some sort of internal representation of the world incorporated using information about its own state and the state of the environment around it. Then we allow the agent to interact with the environment in order to achieve its goal. In many cases, the goal might be something simple like getting as far down a maze as possible or finding all the apples in a room. But over time, the goal might become more complicated. For example, trying to find an empty seat at a movie theater or optimizing a sales strategy. And how do you go about choosing which inputs to give the agent? So typically in reinforcement learning, we have some sort of policy. In our case, it's usually a neural network. And we use this policy to decide which inputs to give the agent. We try different combinations of inputs until we find one that results in good performance for the task at hand. That seems like a complex process. How do you keep track of what works and what doesn't work? So typically, we track how well the agent performs on different tasks and then use this information to adjust the parameters of our policy or neural network. This process is called iterative optimization, and it's something that we use a lot in reinforcement learning. It allows us to constantly improve our performance by adapting our methods as we go along. That sounds like a lot of work. How do you find enough candidates for your training set? Mm -hmm. So typically, in reinforcement learning, we have some sort of training set. In our case, it's usually a set of data that was collected specifically for training purposes. And we use this training set to train our policy or neural network. We usually use some form of supervised training algorithm. Mm -hmm. In our case, usually gradient descent to optimize these parameters. Once we've optimized these parameters, we can then use our policy or neural network, uh, neural network, uh, new data sets to see how well it performs. That sounds like a very demanding process. Do you ever run into any problems along the way? Yeah, definitely. 
In fact, one common problem that arises is called overfitting, which is when our policy on neural network gets too good at predicting the behavior of the dataset itself rather than generalizing to new datasets. This can lead to inaccurate predictions. So we need to be careful not to overtrain our policy or neural network. Thankfully, there are many tricks that researchers have developed over the years to help prevent overfitting from happening. Most importantly, constant monitoring is essential for ensuring success with reinforcement learning projects. Otherwise, well, you just never know. That sounds like it's a very complex and demanding field. Yeah, I think that it is. But I think that it's also one of the most exciting fields in AI right now. It's something that we're still learning a lot about, about. And I think that there are a lot of opportunities for continued progress in this area. That sounds like a very informative interview. No problem. I'm happy to help. Thank you, Professor. That was a very interesting interview with Jan Lecken, head of the Artificial Intelligence Institute at NYU. He discusses his work with reinforcement learning, a key part of AI development. Yeah, I think that it is. It allows us to learn on a very granular level. We can actually figure out exactly which inputs are causing which outputs. And that's really important for artificial intelligence uh, applications, applications. How does reinforcement learning work? So typically in reinforcement learning, we have some sort of agent, you know, agents in our case, it's usually a machine. And we give it some tasks to perform. The agent usually has some sort of internal representation of the world, incorporated using information about its own state and the state of the environment around it. Then we allow the agent to interact with the environment in order to achieve its goal. Mm-hmm. In any cases, the goal might be something simple, like getting as far down a maze as possible or finding a maze as possible or finding all the apples in a room. But over time, the goal might become more complicated. For example, trying to find an empty seat at a movie theater or optimizing a sales strategy And how do you go about choosing which inputs to give the agent? So typically in reinforcement learning, we have some sort of policy. In our case, it's usually a neural network. And we use this policy to decide which inputs to give the agent. We try different combinations of inputs until we find one that results in good performance for the task at hand. That sounds like a complex process. How do you keep track of what works and what doesn't work? So typically we track how well the agent performs on different tasks and then use this information to adjust the parameters of our policy or neural network or neural network. This process is called iterative optimization and it's something that we use a lot in reinforcement learning. It allows us to constantly improve our performance by adapting our methods as we go along. That sounds like a lot of work. How do you find enough candidates for your training set? So typically in reinforcement learning, we have some sort of training set. In our case, it's usually a set of data that was collected specifically for training purposes. And we use this training set to train our policy or neural network. We usually usually use some form of supervised training algorithm. In our case, usually gradient descent to optimize these parameters. Once we've optimized these parameters, we can then use our policy or neural network, our neural network, our new data sets to see how well it performs. That sounds like a very demanding process. Do you ever run into any problems along the way? Yeah, definitely. In fact, one common problem that arises is called overfitting, which is when our policy or neural network gets too good at predicting the behavior of the dataset itself rather than generalizing to new datasets. This can lead to inaccurate predictions, so we need to be careful not to overtrain our policy or neural network. Thankfully, there are many tricks that researchers have developed over the years to help prevent overfitting from happening. Most importantly, constant monitoring is essential for ensuring success with reinforcement learning projects. Otherwise, well, you just never know. That sounds like it's a very complex and demanding field. Yeah, I think that it is. But I think that it's also one of the most exciting fields in AI right now. 
is something that we're still learning a lot about. And I think that there are a lot of opportunities for continued progress in this area. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to our artificial podcast to stay up to date on the latest episodes. I'll end this episode with a poem titled Tabanid by Tim Sexton. What lies at the core of Tabanid cunning? Making decisions on instinct and seeing through the lie. A frenzy born of observation in pursuit of easy prey.